Well, what does blue light tell your body? It tells you that <laughs> it's time to get up and start doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, right? Welcome to Harmonized Health. Escape the medical matrix. Here, you'll gain a new perspective on medicine by showcasing alternative health in all its forms while digging into some medical science and philosophy. You'll gain knowledge about how to care for yourself and your family by building a solid foundation of health that includes movement, sunlight, breathing, diet, sleep, joy, connection, and purpose. Welcome back to part two of Migraines. I'm your host for Harmonized Health, Dr. Damon, with my co-host here. Dr. Daniel Nikens. Hello, everybody. Welcome, y'all. We are going to be getting right into it since we got a lot more to talk about on migraines. So we hit on a big portion of it last week, but we'll get right into it. Anything you you forgot to bring up last week that you wanted to talk about? No, not really. The only thing I would say is if, if, yeah, if you're curious and you're listening in for migraines specifically, listen to last week's podcast uh, because that's where we talk about a lot of the basics and foundations of migraines and everything. And so... uh, you know, you, you, you might be a little confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you, for if sure. You skip out That's on a good that point. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Understanding those, those causes, the root causes and everything. So very important. But today we're going to start kind of building off of what we did talk about a little bit with those electrolytes. Right. And, it's, and it's the voltage component. So, you know, we are electrical beings, mm-hmm. you know. And so what we, we have these voltage-gated calcium sodium channels in the body and so we need those electrolytes like i kind of mentioned last time was with that sodium and potassium and some of those other minerals um, the salts everything is going to help us kind of maintain those gradients and Mm -hmm. if that if they get off any any little bit, you know, we have a little too much potassium sitting outside of the cell when it should be inside the cell. Well, now our voltage is going to be off, you know, so different cells will have different kind of resting potentials is what they're called, you know, whether it's negative 60 millivolts or I think it was around there for a lot of the cells. (laughs) And yeah, so we need certain voltage to maintain you know, our health. And so that's going to play like we talked about with migraines. So we're going to kind of get right into, well, how do we fix that voltage? Right. It seems you far-fetched. Like, what am I supposed to do about my body's voltage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just electrocute yourself. No, <laughs> yeah, no. no, don't do that. And <laughs> so the main thing that kind of comes to mind is something that I try to, to preach and, and try to get across to people. It sounds a little odd at first. It was for me. Is just getting back in contact with the earth. Yeah. You know, we used to be in contact with the earth all the time. If you look at any kind of wild animal, they're always, almost always in contact with some form of the earth. And the earth is giving off those electrons. It's actually giving off negatives. Negative frequency, I believe you would call it. And and that's going to come into our body. Those electrons will come into our body. And... Now, if you if you combine that with the sun, which is giving off photons, which are mm-hmm. that positive, you know, so now we're getting that anode cathode relationship. We're com- becoming a battery at that point, <laughs> and you know, so then that's going to help recharge and reset our voltage. So just the simple act of 
you know, getting grounded. So the big ones that I like people to kind of do is that morning dew, you know, walking mm-hmm. through the grass when it's wet. That's going to be a big player. So if, if the ground's wet, like your wet sand at the beach, great way to ground it, you yeah. know, or even being immersed into some natural body of water. Those are the best mm-hmm. ways to get grounded. You're going to get a lot more effect from it. I mean, who doesn't go to the beach and feel incredible? Yeah. So a lot of it is that grounding effect. And so, you know, just not wearing shoes every once in a yeah. while, you know. Um, obviously, you got to be careful. You don't want to step on things. <laughs> and Florida, uh, right? Especially in Florida, <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, just even even if the ground isn't wet and your your feet are in, you know, on the dirt or on the, the grass, you're still going to get some of that those electrons back into your body, and that voltage can re-regulate itself. Yeah. And so I think that's a big one, you know, can help with, with people – having migraines, yeah. you know? Yeah. I tell patients that a lot too when, when it comes to grounding. Um, and I talk about kind of this whole voltage and everything, and, and it seems like a lot. And mm-hmm. if it seems like a lot, you know, you're listening in, it seems like a lot to you. The one, like, encouragement that I give is just give it a shot yeah. um, and see how you feel because it's there's more to it than that. And I think one of the big players uh, as well to just kind of the immediate feeling that you'll get is even almost like, a nostalgic feeling. Yeah. Like there is that feeling of you're in the grass or the sand between your toes or something. And, and we get caught up in our daily lives and our stresses and everything that when we have that, it's subconscious, sure, but it feels nice. It feels great. And it's, it reminds you of like better days. Yeah. yeah. You know, like a less, kid again or something. Yeah. Like you're a kid again and, and you just, you just, it's almost like, hearing the ice cream truck go by or something you're like man wow like i haven't heard that in right? 20 years but i remember the last time i did whoa, every time yeah. you want ice cream yeah you're like all of a sudden i really want ice cream <laughs> yeah. um but there is even that component of it it, it is just relax relaxing at a psychological level um just to be you know grass between the toes or, or sand between the toes or walking through the mm-hmm. the water and and seeing the sunset i mean these are all fantastic psychological factors too that are going to help uh with stress and anxieties and and all of the physical symptoms that yeah. you get from that too so even if you can't buy into the voltage if you can't buy into it right now and that just seems crazy to you because when when dr damon was talking to me about it the first time <laughs> i call him weird all the time in a good way but i'm like man this guy's crazy what is he talking about um but i i gave it a shot you know i listened i gave it a shot um, and it's fantastic. And I notice anytime I feel bogged down, I, cause I don't, I don't do it every day. I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not as great a doc, as yeah, Dr. Damon yeah. at that, you know? Um, but I don't do it every day. I joke, I live in my socks and, and sneakers. I don't take them off till I go to bed. Um, <laughs> but I, I have to make the conscious effort to do that. And I notice when I feel bogged down and stuff, I will, I will, I'll be like, Oh, son of a gun. I need, mm-hmm. I need to go start taking care of myself, you know, in, in a, in a more extreme manner. And I'll, I'll go um, to a little lake by my house and I'll just walk around in the grass, walk around. It's nice grass. It's squishy. It's plush. Um, I'll walk around there and it is, it, it makes a difference. Yeah. It makes a difference. And so I started to give it a shot and it started to pay off. Um, and so that's it. If you can't buy in just at least for the psychological factor, just give it a shot, take your shoes off, walk around, see how you feel, sit in the grass, uh, breathe through the nose, let the sun, you know, Mm. bake in the sun for a little bit. And tell me you don't feel a little better. Right. <laughs> and and that's, you brought up the next component is the natural light. You know, yeah. I kind of mentioned it, but 
it's I think that's a big one that helped me to get over, you know, my my classic migraine aura, you know, was now I'm getting that natural sunlight coming into my eyes, you know, mm-hmm. especially that morning sunrise, you know, I was getting that natural healing light into my eyes. Mm-hmm. It was hitting those receptors in in the retina and all that and then actually healing you know and so i think that maybe even sends that signal back to the occipital lobe to heal that area and restore that voltage so that you don't have the migraines you know i i believe that's kind of how it works it also resets your circadian rhythm you get that morning Mm -hmm. sunrise possibly even that sunset spending enough time outside getting your UV rays and your infrared rays and all these kind of things that our body needs. These are all important. They're just like nutrients. You know, I call them light nutrients. Uh, I don't think I came up with that. Somebody probably else came up with that, but, (laughs) but they are. So we need all, we need the light spectrum that we can see the visible spectrum, but the infrareds, the UV, you know, all these, obviously we know UV is going to stimulate the vitamin D production, but it also does a lot more too. You know, we have to be careful of, how much we get with with that too you know right. so that midday sun we got to be careful especially you know people like us caucasian skin you know the lighter <laughs> skin so tones skin. yeah so we don't need as much <laughs> um our ancestors wouldn't have gotten at that much especially at the latitudes they were at yeah. and so now we're in florida kind of changes it a little bit and so we have to take that in consideration but you know the early sun the later sun you can pretty much get all yeah. that, you know, you, you can't really overdo if there's not that UV damaging component of it. Yeah. So, you know, being outside more is just yeah. kind of what it really comes down to, yeah. right? You know? Yeah, yeah. and I, I think it's worth uh, even noting just the discipline aspect to that too. Waking up to see the sunrise, you know, making yourself see the sunset, uh, you know, yeah, actively taking time out of your day to breathe and relax, spend time, yeah, you know, grounding. Um, there's a discipline aspect to that and and you have to you have to stay true to it. You mm-hmm. give yourself what is it, what do they say, twenty eight days to make a habit. I've I heard different it. yeah, but it yeah, it's around there. It <laughs> I don't believe takes... it. Um, <laughs> I don't believe it, but but there is truth to it. You know, you, you gotta give it a shot. You got to be willing to discipline yourself and see the effects, not just, oh, I woke up and saw the, the, uh, the sunrise and I slept horrible that night. It's like, well, you know, maybe waking up to see sunrise one time isn't going to reset your circadian rhythm, but there is definitely when, when there's discipline put into that, you definitely do notice a change. And then it's a matter of, um, maintaining that. Uh, but you'll also notice your body bounces back from it a lot easier as well. Mm -hmm. So um, even when those things do get thrown off, your body is more used to it. Mm-hmm. You kind of jump back into it easier. So there's definitely benefits to the discipline, but not all great things come easy. And, and you do have to discipline yourself yeah. um, in order to, especially if waking up to see the sunrise does not fit your your status <laughs> quo, um, There's it's worth a shot. Yeah. It's worth a shot to, yeah. to focus in on that a little bit. Yeah, and that that comes with the other side of the coin, I think, is managing the artificial light. Yes. So I think that's Mm -hmm. a huge one. Another conscious decision you have to make to try and take these things out of your day, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, we haven't lived with these, you know, LED lights and, you know, some of these artificial lights that are indoors, especially the screens that are just giving off this 
harsh blue light constantly not being balanced with the other uh, portions of light on the spectrum there. So we need to have our blue blocking glasses on if we're watching TV at night mm-hmm. or, you know, on our devices. We have to, you know, find ways to, to block that, you know. Right. The glasses are probably the best way, you know, yeah. but there's also some apps and, you know, you can change the settings on your, yeah, your you tablets your and, stuff. and stuff. Yeah, yeah make, it, make it all... Uh... Yellow. Yeah, t- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it can be a little, it can throw you off at first, but I think that's a huge one too, you know, so that way we can get that better sleep, the deeper sleep. Yeah. Well, well, what does blue light tell your body? Tells you that it's time to get up and start doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. And and that throws off your whole melatonin and everything too. And, and I always have people tell me, oh, I took melatonin. And I was like, do you really know why you took that <laughs> yeah. melatonin? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, we have to offset some of the other mistakes that we make sometimes and and so it's yeah sometimes you taking that melatonin especially you know i like to tell people when they're traveling long distance um going across several time zones yeah that that could be a good time you know have your melatonin ready but there are some good times too if you if you're just not getting really good sleep for whatever reason stressful time all right, maybe you know you take melatonin right. for a little bit, yeah, reset you can everything, help kind of balance yeah, that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It do, it it knocks me out. I feel a little a little dazed <laughs> after the next morning. You know, I, I even take a very low dose yeah. every once in a while. Well, I used to take it as a sleep aid yeah. essentially, like when I was whatever high school, college. Mm-hmm. I used to take it as a sleep aid because I did not sleep well at all, um, and it's just not what it is. It's yeah. not a sleep aid. No, um, and that's and that's how it's used oftentimes, but it almost is an attempt at being a Band-Aid for not wanting to, I don't want to say not wanting, maybe not making the time or not even yeah. being able to yeah. uh, manage these blue lights or, you know, calm yourself down at the end of the night, give yourself time to unwind and relax. Yeah. And it's not, not a possi- yeah. I don't want to say not a possibility, but it's not in in our, our uh, schedule yeah. usually. Um, and so that's where it goes back. Yeah. That's, that's why I want to just kind of encourage through the discipline aspect of it. Like for sure, give for yourself sure. a, a month, give yeah. yourself two months, like try and work through it and see how it works for you because yeah. it, it, it plays a huge role to your health. I can't force you to go to sleep at a good hour. I can't force like, I'm not <laughs> like, we can't make you do that. Those become the disciplines that, yeah. that you have to work on. And when you see the benefits, it encourages you to, to keep yeah. moving. And, you know, if you if you do see that early morning sun, especially the sunrise, that's resetting your circadian rhythm. So, you know, around yeah. 10 o'clock, you're pretty you're done. Like, you know, <laughs> you're ready for bed. Yeah. Um, especially if you block, you know, if I put my red blue blocking glasses on, I mean, yeah. psh, I'm almost starting to get drowsy pretty it's quickly like, after yeah. that. And so, you know, and then you get that better sleep. And yeah, your mood's better from there on. And it just kind of you, you start to establish that that habit there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think those are big ones there for uh, you know managing that light, the artificial light and uh, the natural light, and just being outside more. Yeah, getting that discipline, all the habits down. Um, sometimes it's tough, so if you can have other people doing these things, you know that's always helpful. Yeah. Getting the whole family to do it, you know, it's gonna. You know, I, I always think about that when I'm trying to fast, you know, and it's like. 
everybody around you is eating and they're, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, that first day is tough. Um, you know, and it's just, if you have other people <laughs> doing these things with you, it's so much easier. To hang out so, with Dr. D yeah. and make you fast. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fantastic. You, I feel incredible when I fast. Yeah. So, uh, I haven't been doing it lately. I did it on Saturday and, uh, yeah, it kind of, I, I can feel my brain just light up. Yeah. Like, it's like, man, just you stop eating and it's like you, you can send more energy up to the brain for a little while, I yeah. guess. But yeah. And so, um, you know, before I hit on uh, sleep apnea, which is going to be a big one, I think we'll, I'll touch kind of on well, going back to the electrolyte portion of things is, you know, sometimes we want to actually measure and see what could be thrown off. And so we can start to see, you know, yeah, do you have a mismatch with your calcium and magnesium? Do you have a mismatch with your sodium and potassium? You know, what's going on with all your other minerals? And so we can run a hair tissue mineral analysis, um, mm -hmm. and that'll help us to kind of get an idea of, you know, those those relationships, you know, because it's not always just are you low on something, are you high on something? It's, well, how is it all working together? And with the hair, we can get a bigger picture than mm -hmm. just that snapshot we see in the blood. And so the hair tissue mineral analysis is a good one. Sometimes I'll even use the NutraVal. With that one, we're, we're looking at the urine. And so that's going to give us a big picture, though. Um, they, they look at a lot of different aspects besides just the minerals. And so it can be very helpful to look at something like that. Um, I've seen people that were struggling big time and their NutraVal came back with almost nothing mm -hmm. out of range. So, you know, and then other people, it's just, you know, I see, you know, they have a scale of uh, zero to 10 on a lot of the things. And so they're eight, nine, 10 on all of them. Oh, and you're like, no. okay, where do I start with that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you're like, yeah, so it can be, sometimes it's not very helpful and sometimes it's very helpful. So, and that's where, you know, I try to utilize that in certain areas. Other times it's like, I think we can get by without utilizing the, mm. the testing because it's also expensive too. And, you know, you'll right. want to run it again, you know, down the road to see if, you know, yeah. the testing shows up differently and what are those results now. So um, hair tissue mineral analysis is much cheaper. And um, I think you do get a better look at what's going on with those minerals and electrolytes with that one. So... You know, the blood, you're not really going to see much with that, you know, besides maybe looking at the inflammation on, on things. But the next two kind of topics kind of go in, hand in hand, I think, a little bit. Um, the sleep apnea and the dental work. Mm -hmm. So the mouth is going to be a big player with a lot of issues, a lot of yeah. systemic issues that people wouldn't really think of. Right. But it does play a role with migraines. Yeah. And so you had a recent experience yeah yeah i did yeah so um by the time i was 11 i already had two root canals uh i don't know why it wasn't like a big candy kid or anything i mean i brushed my teeth all the time but i had i i remember my second one my first one i was probably like seven and i just don't remember mm -hmm. um like actually needing it but my my second one i remember being in like excruciating pain and i went and got my root canal and everything um and it is what it is. I yeah. had had two root canals. Some people hate them. Uh, they say you should never do it. Just pull a tooth. Um, some people say, I don't know, work on the infection and it'll heal and all this and that too. That can be a dangerous game sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but I had two root canals. And 15 years later, maybe. 
yeah, probably maybe even more. Um, I one of them was just like pulsating. I, mean, I, I knew it was infected. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this tooth, it's got to go. I was ready to rip it out with a pair of pliers myself. Um, but I went to the dentist, and of course, it's like a process. Like um, <laughs> they didn't they didn't see an infection, and so I'm like well, there's got to be something. And I call back. I'm like, you got to do something for me. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll write you some antibiotics. I was like, well, wait a second. You just told me there's no infection. I don't need antibiotics. But I complained a little bit, and you wrote me an antibiotic script. I was like, no, I don't want to take it. <laughs> you know, I don't want to take it. Right. Um, but I ended up going uh, to a root canal specialist, and they took, you know, because they take like a CT scan, yeah, the whole head, yep. um, x-rays and everything. Cone beam scan. Yeah, yeah. no no infection. Then we go to the other place, CT scan of just the tooth or whatever, more x-ray. Well, no, I don't think it's more x-ray. Another CT scan. Um, huge infection. Look, oh, yeah, it's just huge infection. Yeah, I can see it on the first one. Look, at this giant thing. I'm like, well, what in the world? Like, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> so nonetheless, I have this infection just brewing in my, you know, in my tooth. Um, and then they told me that I had an infection in my other root canal. So now both root canals that I had were both infected. One wasn't bothering me, wasn't tender, which was almost more alarming because yeah. I have this infection that's just encapsulated, just brewing in my body yep. that I have no idea. And then this other one that is just excruciating pain. I don't want to eat. I can't sleep. My head is pounding. Um, just, yeah, horrible, horrible headaches, neck pain, stiffness. It's bothering me, you know, whatever. Um I get, I go through the antibiotics. I feel fine. Mm. You know, once you get rid of the infection, I, I felt fine. Uh, but they redid the root canal. Um, and then I went and got the other tooth just pulled because I, they tell you it's kind of different. The, the top teeth, you don't really want to pull them because you have sinuses and it's hard to get like a, another, you know, tooth in there uh, when they do the implants. Um, but the bottom one, they can pull it, they can stuff it. It's fine. You can get an implant. So I got the bottom one pulled. The top one, I just redid. Um, but it's incredible the outcome, right? Like I feel great. Yeah. I get this. I get these root canals like taken care of, and I've had them in my body for like 15 years. Who knows how long they're infected? Yeah. Probably not 15 years, um, but it could have been a very long time. I noticed immediate. I mean, like immediate change in just my gut health, uh, brain fog, and clarity. Um, I had been exercising like pretty consistently for a good while, Mm -hmm. Um, going on walks, runs, whatever, you know, lifting weights, just kind of everything, just making sure I'm moving, doing stuff, being, being consistent, eating healthier, not eating so late at night, all this and that. I was doing great. Well, once you get this horrible tooth throbbing pain, all that goes out the window. You're not sleeping. I can't get in a a push-up position without my head feeling it's going to explode, let alone going on a run or something like that. Anything that raises your blood pressure, like, no, (laughs) it was excruciatingly painful. And so I hadn't been doing any of that. I'm just trying to like stay alive at this point because I'm in so much pain. Um, And I get those taken out, not doing anything. I'm losing weight faster than I was when I was exercising and eating Mm -hmm. healthy. Like, you know, watching how much I eat. And also, I mean, I'm eating like whatever feels good, which is like ice cream. And like, I'm not working out. I'm not walking, jogging, nothing. No, you know, none of like the whatever plyometrics or weight. Like, I'm not doing any of that. Yeah. And I'm losing, I'm shedding weight. I lost like 10 pounds. Wow. Just, and the only thing that would make any sense is getting rid of this infection that was in my body. And so it, it's just everything. I mean, from headache to gut to, to everything that's affected and, and losing weight, you're getting rid of this systemic inflammation, this infection that's just brewing in your body and throwing everything off. 
and like I said, who knows how long it went on because the one in the top was enough for me to go get it checked out. Yeah. It was painful. The one on the bottom, I had no idea even existed. Yeah. And even, you know, pressing on it and poking and everything, they try to see if it hurts. It didn't. It didn't bother me. So I have an active infection in my body that is showing no physical symptoms anywhere near where my tooth is. But when I get it taken care of, yeah, like, and I don't want to be like, yeah, go get your teeth pulled and you'll lose weight. <laughs> but like, like when I get it handled, it's just incredible that this can have such a huge outcome on your body. And that's just an infection with like root canal, or even sometimes they say like what they stuff the root canal with. Uh, but there's so much that goes in line, even with your bite and how that aligns. Um, like you even talked about with like the tongue and having that on the roof of your mouth, mm-hmm. um, and all those muscles that go around the TMJ and everything. Those can I've I've had dentists I've known dentists that uh, focus with like the bite being the starter of your spinal alignment. So you know a lot yeah. of chiropractors they see oh, one sure. and everything flows from there, right? Um, they'll say your bite pattern even comes before that and your jaw and stress and muscles and tension and how you hold your head and and all that. So there's a lot that can go into dental work. And that's one of the big things um, that uh, I'll mention even when we start talking about TMJ, uh, because TMJ dysfunction almost always like radiates up Mm -hmm. into some kind of headache. Like you'll get clicking and popping, but that like goes into some kind of headache. So absolutely is a factor when it comes to migraines where are you systemically and where are you locally when it comes to your dental work yeah yeah and somebody's set up for migraines you know if they have that type of brain like we talked about then the body's having to deal with those infections Mm -hmm. right diverting energy to those infections so essentially you could be just expending so much energy, throwing off that voltage, throwing off the electrolyte balance, and now you have a migraine. Yeah. You know, obviously for you, it's more of a typical headache, you know, but yeah. you had a lot of other symptoms. But for people that do deal with migraines, that could be a big Absolutely. trigger, you know. Yeah. So it's something I would I would mention, um, advise people that, you know, looking around for biological dentists can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. And um, I... I you know, refer a lot to biological dentists in the area because they'll, they do look a lot more. They'll look deeper. They'll do the cone beam scans. You know, they're going to really look at those root canals, look at the, you know, um, what am I thinking of fillings, you know, all the mercury things. And so they're going to look deeper and then they're also going to have more options to remediate those things you know they they use a lot of ozone and things like that too to make sure that those infections are are gone and you know without using the antibiotics and those things so i would advise people if they do have a lot of dental work if they're dealing with migraines you know it might be one of those big things and you know looking around at the biological dentists in your area calling them see you know what you can do there it is expensive i will say that but you know this is your health so it's a it's a good thing to to kind of consider on that realm and that does play you know like we talked about with the oral cavity that's going to play a big role with sleep apnea Mm -hmm. if we're not sleeping properly we're getting more inflammation you know throwing off the the voltage like we already talked about but if we're not sleeping properly, you know, we're not breathing while we're sleeping, then, you know, the oxygenation of the brain is going to change. 
And so, yeah, anytime there's a possible sleep apnea issue, that could be playing a role. Typically, we see that with people that are a little bit overweight and, you know, that's going to kind of bring down the capacity for the airway. But sometimes your just tongue just drops back because you don't have that proper oral cavity like I did. Yeah. And so then that tongue drops back if you're if you're lying on your back while you're sleeping, and that can obstruct that airway too. Yeah. So you know it doesn't have to be that you're overweight. This could still be something to to right. consider and look yeah. into, you know. And then there's uh, you know myofunctional therapy practitioners and other places you can kind of look to. To, without even, you know, doing any kind of surgical stuff um, or even, you know, the CPAPs and those kind of things. It's, it's hey, can we change how the tongue activates? Can we change how everything's sitting in that oral cavity? And can we get any kind of expansion? Yeah. So, you know. Another good point when it comes to sleep apnea too, um, a lot of us, we have to remember we're in high school or whatever and we're athletes or we're active or we're doing these things and we leave that – uh, or we get into you know a desk job or something. Any time that our body goes from very active and we kind of cut that off mm. because life happens, yeah. our body does not respond well to that. And so I ended up. I only say that because I ended up with not sleep apnea, but I ended up like the middle of the night. I would wake up because I'm not breathing, and it wasn't sleep apnea. It wasn't like my tongue. I wasn't like choking myself. Like nothing like that. My body literally would just not breathe. And I only know that because it would happen in the daytime while I'm awake. (laughs) Mm. I would be sitting there um, just doing whatever on my computer, you know, schoolwork and this and that. And I would just like all of a sudden just (sighs) and I was like, man, I probably just sat there for like a minute straight, did not breathe at Mm. all, not at all. And so obviously, you know, doctors have no explanation. I ended up with like heart issues. Um, I had AFib when I was in college uh, because I wasn't sleeping well. Yeah. And I was taking Benadryl for allergies, bad allergies in North Carolina, and I was taking Benadryl essentially as a sleep aid to sleep too. I didn't know, mm-hmm. um, but I ended up with AFib. And so one of the things they didn't—they didn't agree that that was a cause. They said, "No, that's not going to cause that." You know, but what they did tell me is very often with athletes they'll see uh, heart issues because their body is so. Uh, fine-tuned and 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 it's good you know like you got a you got a good resting heart rate and all mm-hmm. that well when you stop and you veg out essentially your heart rate can drop so low that your heart doesn't know what to do or like you're you don't need as much oxygen and this is me adding in now but like yeah. you don't need as much oxygen to perfuse so like i literally wasn't breathing i would just find myself not breathing and so it took a lot of diaphragmatic breathing yeah. um being conscious of it um working on like vagal tone kind of you know exercises if anything um to just like make it subconscious that i need to be breathing and i need to be working on this and i don't have that issue when i sleep anymore but i used to wake up like completely out of breath completely yeah um just like i would wake up and like gasp for air because i literally just wasn't breathing yeah it's the weirdest thing it's the weirdest thing but it it comes because you know what they explained to me and i can get behind it is that yeah you're so active you're you're fine-tuned you can you know you can run this and that much time and you can do all you know you can lift this and blah 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 and you're in good shape and then you just stop Mm. and your body doesn't know what to do and that tends to kick in 
20s, maybe even 30s, you know, you know, 20s if you're like me and, and you go to college and you drop off on what you're doing, but um, it can it can even go up higher for 30s and, and now you finally got your career, you're at a desk job, you know, you're not out working in the, the sun all day, you mm-hmm. finally get that desk job or something and now your, your physical activity just sharply decreases um, and that has a big role into your sleep. Um, your breathing, your how your body responds to it. So you have to watch out for that. If that's yeah. something that that you've noticed in your life that your activity has dropped or changed drastically, um, these are things to look into because they absolutely will demolish your sleep. Um, they'll demolish, yeah, perfusion and energy and all of that goes into. I mean, everything that we talked about with blood flow and everything yeah. in the brain and and uh, imbalances and everything. I mean, that that can just it can wreck wreck you when it comes to migraines too, yeah. because there's gonna be triggers. There's gonna be triggers, and that can be a big one that's for a, people. That's a good point. Yeah, um, but not something that even the doctors could really give me an answer on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like me going to like the ER in yeah. in um, in Raleigh, which is like Chapel Hill and Duke. Like these are big. I mean, these are good hospitals. Yeah, I'm yeah. not in you know backwoods <laughs> North Carolina. These are good hospitals, and they didn't have an answer for me. Yeah, everything I gave them, they disagreed with, and they're like, no, it doesn't make any sense. Um, there's really no reason you should have AFib. Um, they were, kept asking me if I did drugs, like cocaine. I was like, no, I don't. They're like, energy drinks? I'm like, no. And they just didn't believe it. And I finally had a cardiologist that kind of explained to me, like, yeah, as an athlete, like sometimes your body doesn't know what to do when you stop. Hmm. It doesn't know how to respond when you stop. And yeah. that's that's more common than we think. Maybe yeah, it yeah. doesn't have those effects as severe as I had. Oh, I mean, yeah, you see a lot of the heart issues in yeah. the athletes, and it makes sense. I mean, you're pushing the body yeah. so extreme. And then, yeah, like if you go from like 100 to zero. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I did. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I ended up with a back injury. So I go figure. Yeah, this yeah. is kind of what put me on my path to yeah. chiropractic. But it put me in a back injury so bad, like I couldn't do anything. And so I just chilled out. And then I ended up with a heart issue. And then I had to chill out more. And then you put on weight. Now you don't want to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, like, <laughs> you know, it just got harder and harder. But yeah. it started to affect me more and more. So you got to chop it off at the yeah. head, man. You got to yeah. start over. But uh, but yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, Sleep yeah, for sure. And dental work and, and all that. Um, and I think that shows how involved you need to be with your health and seeing these different healthcare professionals and, mm-hmm. and trying to get down to the base of it. Um, but as you, you know, you have here with the herbal remedies, mm-hmm. there are things that we can work on at home and we can, oh, we yeah. can help with, you know, ourselves to, to aid with these migraines. Yeah. There's some ways, you know, obviously we want to have the, the grounding practices, the light exposure, you know, we're, we're mitigating that blue light at night, doing all the things, you know, making sure we're getting that quality sleep. If we have to go see somebody, you know, whether it's dental or for the sleep apnea, you know, we, we might have to do that, but, there are things like herbal remedies, even homeopathy we can do when that migraine comes on. And so the big ones for the on the herbal side, mm-hmm. now these might not take effect right away. You know, typically herbs, you know, will be a little bit slower, even the homeopathic remedies. Um, so just understanding that sometimes it works right away, but yeah. sometimes it does take a little, you know, like the ginger. I think the ginger might work a little bit quicker you know, it's, it's going to have an effect on that digestive system. Right. So, yeah. you know, but then we also, the, the two big ones that you hear about are, are fever few mm-hmm. and the butter burr. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure there's plenty of others that um, herbalists would be able to kind of help with. Definitely. But those are kind of the three ones that I think of. And so you can kind of utilize those. I would think something like a chamomile would probably be good. You know, maybe even a lavender, you know, those kind of things, very calming on the yeah. nervous system, you know, probably, cal- you know, get that vagus nerve activated, you know, slower yeah. breathing. So it would just make sense. Um, but yeah, on the homeopathy, so something for people to, to understand if they're going to use homeopathic remedies is you really have to know the fine details with homeopathy. Mm-hmm. And so if you go to an actual homeopath, they're going to ask some weird questions. Like You'll be like, why are you asking me this? But that's the thing. They got to know the specifics of who you are and you know how your body responds so that it's not like, oh, well, we just give this thing for headaches or migraines. It's this is going to affect you, you know, say something like a Brionia, you know, oh, you have dry mouth and it's worse with motion. You know, and then they'll have like a bunch of other details like, oh, if most of those are what you're experiencing, this is going to be the remedy. And then they'll start to decide what the dilution and all those kind of things they're going to utilize, how often you're going to use it. But homeopathy, you know, is kind of making a resurgence that I see. Um, It was the main medical kind of option, you know, for a long time, even in this country. Um, before 1910, 1911, that it started kind of phasing out. Right. I'm not going to get into some of those details today, <laughs> but maybe later on. And so, but it is a very good option if you can if you can get it dialed in with all your your symptom picture and kind of your constitution. There's some really great options. It's just there's so many out there. Sometimes you do need an actual homeopathic practitioner yeah. to, to get you on that side of things. But, yeah. and then, like I said, it could take a little bit more time than, you know, taking an actual medication, but you're actually going to work with the body and not right. against it. You're changing how your body, your body works on its own yeah. as opposed to just adding something in that is going to have an effect on your body immediately. Um, but not kind of benefiting yeah. the process behind it. Yeah, remind the body how to deal with these things. Yeah. You know, just like you're resetting the innate intelligence. Yeah, <laughs> whether I like it or not. <laughs> but yeah, so those are some some things to think about. Uh, you know, obviously we want to address the diet too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times with migraines and, and people that experience migraines, they're going to do much better with lower carb options, whether that's ketogenic specifically or just bringing those carbohydrates down, those mm-hmm. quick-release carbohydrates, that'll allow the body to utilize, especially the brain, you know, a little bit more ketones and not be so reliant on that glucose fluctuation mm-hmm. and, you know, like we talked about, setting off that voltage discrepancy. So if we can use that lower-carb diet, we do see that often have a big effect. And that can also help to kind of keep that sodium stabilized where it is, too. Mm. So sometimes when we eat some, you know, carbohydrates, especially those quick-release ones, it can throw off the sodium especially, and then that's just going to throw things out of whack. So some things to think about there. Just like we talked about last week, you know, the breath work, huge. You know, we have a ton of different breath work options, but you just start – 
trying to get that baseline breathing back down, you know, get that nasal breathing, get that diaphragm activating. Then we can do some of the other forms, whether it's buteco breathing, you know, um, just coming up with our own forms of breath work. You can get pretty creative with this stuff, you know, getting that rib cage expanding better Mm -hmm. with those deep breaths, the, um, the sighing. I know that's, uh, Andrew, uh, what's his name? I can't think of the name. Huberman. He, hmm. he talks about a lot of that with the size, um, controlled size, and yeah. it just really kind of calms the nerves. I've heard that before. Yeah. 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 So there's that. There's, you know, kind of the box breathing. And then obviously on the, the other side, we got like the, the Wim Hof breathing mm-hmm. and the holotropic breathing and those kind of things. And they're just obviously a little bit more intense. You're utilizing that sympathetic nervous system but then you're doing the breath holds the breath holds are the most important portion um and then we're starting to kind of get that co2 balance back Mm -hmm. oxygenating the tissues and all that kind of stuff so yeah the breath work is a huge one and uh yeah going back to the the minerals and all those kind of things i'm a big fan of using the king tom minerals every you know every once in a while um so that's just uh, something that kind of mimics uh, the exact composition of our blood. Hmm. And so it's an easy way, whether you're using the isotonic or the hypertonic, two different you know concentrations there, but they can have a huge effect on the body. You know, maybe sometime later we can go into kind of how that all worked, some of the research that Renee Quinton did. But um, yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff, and so that's a that's an option to get that electrolyte balance back a little bit quicker. And interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, anything else you wanted to add? Before? No, I think that's just. I mean, I think that's a good a good ending point, and just like there is so much that goes into your body and its function, and especially when it comes to migraines, we have a this is what's wrong. What is going to fix me? And when it's not one singular answer, we don't like it. But it's very rarely one singular answer. Um, So just keep that puzzle piece mentality. Um, You might not not find your cure to migraines in one day. Um, We said on last one, like there's times where, you know, you you adjust people and that's all they need is is that adjustment and they feel great. And and yeah, you restored their innate intelligence, right? And they can go on with their day and everything's fine. Um, But it's so important to remember that it is a puzzle. Your health is is dynamic um, and it's changing and and you have to aid, you have to help yourself. (laughs) Uh, You can't rely on everything else to be you know, the one answer that's going to fix you. And so these are great things to implement into your life, your breath work, your diet, you know, get a good picture of your health with different practitioners, try and, and I know that can be expensive, but you know, if you're struggling with something that you've dealt with for a long time, I think that's the problem with the healthcare system is that you get passed around so much that you end up really getting nothing accomplished. Yeah. Um, you know, months and months and months go by and, oh, we need that imaging again. So now you got a schedule, and then you know three weeks go by before you get it done, and then you know that now it's a month. By the time you know another month went by, well, the last guy's like, oh, I need new. It's been a month. We yeah. need this, and so um, it's so chaotic sometimes with your health that taking these little puzzle pieces and just building, you know, a foundation and, and building up from there is so important. So it might not seem like a lot when it comes to grounding or breath work or sleeping, your sleep cycles. 
you know, diet. I think everybody can get behind diet, you know, pretty yeah. well, but they don't really, they can get behind it, but they don't know what to do with yeah, it. Where to start. Right. And so it's just making these little changes, you know, yeah. Adding a little bit of salt into your water, making sure that your electrolytes are balanced. Um, you start to build this puzzle and, and maybe just adding salt to your water isn't what does it. But mm-hmm. as you add in salt and you ground and yeah, you get your adjustments, or you do these exercises, you know, you start to utilize these muscles, belly breathe, you know, teach your body when to and when not to, um, you will start to see that that puzzle will start to come together and, and that's where you start to get results too. So just yeah. an encouragement, that's all. Just yeah. an encouragement that I know uh, this is a lot. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> we recognize and that's yeah. why we wanted to go over this, you know, it's two a, weeks. It's a healing journey. Yes. And the body is super complex. We'll never understand it completely. And that's why we do want to work with it, you yeah. know. So, and just... It all comes back to the foundations first. Yeah. You know, we can't just, you know, focus on the breathing and not sleep. Right. You know, we can't just fix the diet and not be outside ever. You know, it has to, we have to have things dialed in to a certain extent. It doesn't have to be too much, you know. Right. Um, We're not going back to being hunter-gatherers. Yeah. You know, we have to live in this society, but just understanding what our body does need. Yeah. But whether you like it or not, you're too much grows the more you get into it. Yeah. Because I was opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> and me, and, me and Damon, we've known each other for a while. And I was like, man, this guy's weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always love him to death. He's a very nice guy. There's no reason to like dislike him, right? But he's, he's strange. <laughs> he was a strange man. I was coming from a completely different world. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know any of this stuff existed. I didn't know what it meant. Like, he's doing yoga in the middle of class. I'm like, man, this guy is just odd. And then, like, months go by, and here I am doing, like, yoga in the middle of class next to him and, like, you know, grounding between classes and stuff. And, and you start to notice how it has an effect and how your health is growing and getting better. And you have more control over your health than you think. Um, because it's not all just pharmaceutical. And if there's not just one specific answer, it doesn't mean that you're hopeless. You know, there's things that you do to to build your health and go down that health journey. And then, yeah, now I find myself doing some weird stuff that maybe I never would have done however many years ago. Um, I absolutely never would have done, you know, many, many <laughs> years ago. Uh, but you see how it has an effect and you, and you see how these foundations are important. Um, and that's where I can only encourage you to just take that little step Give it a shot, see how it feels, and when you notice the effects, weird becomes less weird. It becomes yeah. like, man, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Everybody else is weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're trying to tell me you want to sit at a desk for eight hours a day and you're not going to do anything? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's weird. That's very weird, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not meant to do that. No. no. Um, yeah. So that's my only encouragement for today is I know that's a lot. Yeah. I know it's a lot. And I know migraines, if anything, can be very like disheartening. They're very difficult to deal with. They're painful. Um, there isn't a, a medical answer that just fixes it. It doesn't just go away. Yeah. Uh, and even with care and, and treatment and stuff, you still deal with them and, and they can be discouraging. Uh, but just keep hanging in there. Yeah. Keep taking that next step. I love it. I Add love the it. next puzzle piece. Yeah. Um, you gotta, you gotta encourage. You yeah, know? and and see how you know, see where it takes you. Yeah, the places you'll go. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we hit most of the points there. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, obviously we probably left a few things out, but I think yeah, we gave gave people something to work on and yeah. um, some good options if they if they need to look elsewhere. But coming up, 
we got some we got a big topic next week so just <laughs> letting you know um, stay tuned yeah so it's gonna be stay tuned yeah so we're gonna be talking this is uh uh we have the different theories mm-hmm. on you know how the body kind of works and so we have the terrain theory versus the germ theory those are kind of the two big ones and there's other theories actually out there too yeah um, the life cycle theory but these, these two kind of get the uh, most of the attention, and we live under kind of the germ theory, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, but uh, there is the terrain theory, and it actually had a lot of proponents for a long time, and it's gaining some more traction again here, and so we'll, we'll talk a lot more about that, you know, and then after that, we're going to be talking about the TMJ, like you, mm-hmm. like you were bringing up, and yeah. so, yeah, you're going to have a lot to say about that yeah, one. It's important. <laughs> um, yeah, I put, I put a new one down, you know? And it's prepping for baby. Prepping for baby. Prepping for baby. Oh. And you know why? You know why I put that one there? Hmm. Well, you know, sometimes we work with people that are prepping for baby, and so yes, you know, we do. We, <laughs> so, and it's a big, big topic. And so, you know, there's a lot that actually goes into kind of getting, um, you know, ready for pregnancy. So, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of like. Um, actual like tribal peoples and um you know some of our hunter-gatherer ancestors actually had these kind of and actually native americans and and things they had these ways of nourishing the the females when they were getting ready you know and so it actually took a long time all these nutrients they wanted to really make that body robust Mm -hmm. you know to bring that new life in and we kind of don't do that anymore you know we don't we don't give pregnancy the emphasis it really deserves Mm -hmm. um you know these are our next generations and you know so it's (laughs) like i figure that's something we can really touch on um and and hopefully expand people's minds especially you know our women out there that are fertile and you know thinking about having a kid soon so and um yeah so i think that'll be a big one and um got some other other topics on here we'll kind of talk about which ones we want to want to be doing and yeah and kind of narrow them down but yeah that's kind of a little preview of what's preview. what's the too much you know you yeah gotta, you gotta follow you gotta subscribe yeah. if, you, if you want that information right yeah. you gotta stay on top if exactly you exactly yeah i can't give too much away <laughs> um but yeah anyway thanks for tuning in to our migraine talk and i hope everybody got something out of it And we look forward to talking with you soon again. And I am your host, Dr. Damon. I'm Dr. Daniel Nikens, and we look forward to harmonizing your health. Find out more about Harmonized Health by visiting seedandsoilwellness.com. If you have a topic you'd like covered, email us at drdamon at seedandsoilwellness.com. Follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast service to be notified when new podcasts are available. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use it as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own practitioner for any medical issues you may be having.